is the Go Blue Crew. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Go Blue Crew. This is episode 135. I'm Tyler Fenwick, joined by Derek Devine. Today, we're talking about Michigan, Michigan State, a big rivalry pandemic or not. We know the Spartans didn't look great against Rutgers, and we know Michigan looked pretty good against Minnesota. So what should we expect at noon on Saturday? This game is on Fox. Uh, Michigan, depending on where you look, a 24- to 25-point favorite, which is obviously a pretty big spread for this game. Derek, what's your initial impression of, of what we might see on Saturday? I think we're going to see... I don't want to call it a blowout, but I think we're going to see a dominating performance from Michigan. I think on paper you would expect Michigan to win this game even before week one. Um, I think that comparing how both teams looked in week one, you'd probably think, you know, even bigger of an advantage to Michigan and, you know, the Vegas and Oz and the spread showing that. Um, however, and, and I try not to, you know, focus too much on this, but, I do think, and, and, and I kind of take the Jim Harbaugh approach here, um, especially if you think of Michigan State having seven turnovers in week one, you've got to think that they can hold on to the ball. At least I think five of those were fumbles. So say you eliminate, you know, five out of the seven turnovers, you have a team that looks, you know, much different and, and not as terrible. But then there's a part of me um, that thinks, you know, Michigan State looked so bad at times against Rutgers that it's it's possible that Michigan could hold them scoreless but you know it's a rivalry they say anything can happen but honestly this year I feel like I could be more comfortable throwing that out the window um, than ever before just because if you look at what Michigan did to Minnesota which we talked about earlier this week and you look at what Rutgers did to Michigan State or better yet what Michigan State was unable to do against Rutgers it, it should not be a close contest at all. I was curious about those seven turnovers. So I went to college football reference, which has a play index. It's really great. Um, Michigan uh, had six uh, turnovers twice since 2000. Both of those coincidentally were against Notre Dame, uh, but, but never seven since 2000. This year, two other teams have had seven turnovers, Ole Miss and Duke. But you have to go back to 2017 to find the last time a team had at least seven turnovers. So this was, uh, I mean, catastrophic. This was not good. And, and of all the teams in the Big Ten, you might be able to get away with, you know, turning the ball over seven times. You'd think it'd be Rutgers, but, you know, it even Rutgers was able to, to, to snatch this one. So uh, not, not a great start for, for Michigan State at all. Rocky Lombardi didn't look bad, honestly, at quarterback, I thought. Uh, threw for 319 yards. Had a couple touchdowns, also a couple interceptions, though. I kind of get the feeling that Michigan State fans are just waiting for for redshirt sophomore Theo Day, who's who's uh, uh, an Ann Arbor kid, I believe. By the way, um, I might I might have that wrong. Some somebody somebody on, on Michigan State's rocker. Oh, I'm sorry, it's um, linebacker um, Simmons. I can't think of his first name. He's he's the one from Ann Arbor, so I'm getting way off track here. But uh, but I'm kind of get the feeling that they're waiting for Theo Day to, to emerge. I don't know if that. I mean, surely that's not. A, they're not going to set him loose against Michigan. But uh, I I thought he, Rocky Lombardi was was serviceable at quarterback, and and they weren't able to run the ball. Then that 
kind of surprised me a little bit because uh, Elijah Collins, sophomore running back, almost had a thousand yards last year as a freshman. And I know that offensive line isn't great, but again, like we're talking about Rutgers, you should be able to get a little bit of push up there. So there was just all kinds of things going wrong for Michigan State. And I, I'm just, I'm really hoping, like the only way Michigan can lose this game, I think, is if they, they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot, which Michigan has been known to do from time to time. But this would take, this would take something really drastic. This would take multiple shots to the foot, right? Yeah, I, I agree. And I, and I think for me, if you look at the Michigan State game and you look at Rocky Lombardi in particular, I mean, he'd have to have another bad game to one, you know, see Theo Day at all and have, have to probably be really bad because I think they're going to, you know, try to ride him out as long as they can because he's got the experience. And like you said, it it was a, you know, it was an okay game. If you look at his numbers, I mean, he had the two interceptions and one of them at least I saw was horrible. But, I mean, he, he completed 31 passes, which is more than double what Joe Milton had. And, again, Joe Milton wasn't asked to throw the ball around or lead a comeback. Uh, Lombardi threw for 319 yards and three touchdowns. So he didn't have a, you know, a bad day. Um, the running backs did have a bad day for Michigan State. And, and Mel Tucker has said, I think he even said after the game, that even when everyone knows they're going to run it, they are going to run it because they want to establish something on the ground. I think he looks around the Big Ten and sees that, you know, the best teams can do both. Um, And, you know, there's teams like Wisconsin and and Penn State and obviously big-time running back names like Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley come to mind, but they've always historically been able to run the ball as well as do other things. Um, But, yeah, I mean, there's things that they can fix, but I just don't think that, there's anything that they can do bar a miracle that would, would give them an advantage um, to, you know, to win this game. Maybe they take a lead early. Uh, maybe they hang around longer than you'd expect them to. Maybe Michigan's making the mistakes this week because they played, you know, relatively mistake free, especially at the quarterback position. So I just don't know what to expect because part of me again is like, you know, Michigan could win by 50. Um, there's another part of me that, that thinks that this could be, you know, closer than the experts think the classic phrase. Uh, but I think Michigan's defense line, because of what they showed against, you know, a better offensive line and against better players, I think they're just going to have an absolute field day as the game goes on. You saw Quiddy pay get back to back sacks. And that was the third sack in a row in one possession for Michigan's defense late against Minnesota. I just don't see how Michigan State can keep, you know, guys like Quiddy Payne, Aiden Hutchinson, and all these other talented defenders away from, you know, the ball. And and I just think that as the game goes on, Michigan is just going to continue to pummel Michigan State. And I, I just don't see anything that would, would tell me differently. Antoine Simmons. Apologies to the Simmons family. Uh, he was the one who was born in Ann Arbor. He had three tackles for loss for Michigan State. Uh, led that defense basically Rutgers only managed 276 yards and had three turnovers 2.6 yards per carry Um, Michigan State's defense you know wasn't the problem here I mean we talk about the seven turnovers defense could have played better definitely but it it wasn't like um, Rutgers was getting everything it wanted to offensively in the rankings uh, this week, Michigan's number 13. Obviously, Michigan State's not ranked. Um, that's in the AP rankings and, and football power index. Uh, Michigan's number 11. Michigan State's down there at 82. 
I believe those have been updated. I looked at them Monday, and I believe that's a pretty quick turnaround. I did not see SP Plus rankings updated, but I'm sure it's a very similar gap. So when you look at this one, what is a, a top matchup you're thinking could have an impact on this one? Yeah, let's go with what I just mentioned and, and just defensive line uh, and, and defense in particular. But if that defensive line can disrupt um, the run game, which again, Mel Tucker wants to run, he has the running backs to, you know, come up with a capable, um, you know, run game himself. Um, and if you can make Rocky Lombardi or Theo Day or whoever ends up being in there in a quarterback uncomfortable, I think that's the matchup that, you know, lets this one get out of hand and, and really keeps Michigan State from putting the ball in the end zone or even being close enough for a field goal, I think, on some possessions. So if that defensive line can play as well or maybe even better against a weaker offensive line and overall weaker offense, I think that there's, yeah, that's that's the reason Michigan State would have no shot to win. you got to score to win. Uh, and Michigan has a great defensive line, great linebackers. And, you know, I think the secondary looked pretty good uh, overall, all things considered, against Minnesota. So, yeah, that defense is, is going to keep Michigan State out of the end zone, uh, probably on 90% of the possessions, I'm going to guess. I'm looking at Michigan's, uh, Michigan's offensive line and Michigan State's defensive front. We know that Michigan's replacing four Uh, now NFL offensive linemen and there was some concern there they looked like a pretty good unit against Minnesota and not that you're going to get a huge challenge from the Spartans defensive front but that was the strength of the team last year Uh, and and they you know they lost a couple standouts including Raekwon Williams but that's still at the end of the season you know I'm expecting that to still be like an above average unit I you know especially when it comes to, to stopping the stopping the run uh, they had a couple sacks against Rutgers four quarterback hurries you know it's is something to pay attention to because Michigan's offensive line if, if things go well can can continue to gel we can con- uh, continue to see uh, steady but but evenly distributed perhaps uh, production from the running backs and then I want to keep seeing Joe Milton get involved in the run game, whether that's him making a read or whether that's designed. I know, you know, based on what we saw against Minnesota, Michigan is really going to be trying to run off that right side, which I think it you know makes perfect sense. So that's what I'm looking at. I want to see the offensive line continue to take steps forward and allow Michigan to do what it wants on the ground against a Michigan State defensive front that isn't as scary, certainly, as as the ones we've seen in recent history, but it's still you know, decent is, it's not going to be a pushover. And in fact, if, if Michigan struggles to run the ball, you know, picks up maybe three carry or, or three yards per carry or something like that, I wouldn't be all that surprised. I would definitely be disappointed, but I don't think, you know, we should go into this one thinking that uh, it's going to be what we saw against Minnesota with a bunch of, I think the key plays. is starting fast sure and what we scoring expect. in bunches but early. I do think we, uh, you, know, you we can avoid what happened against Minnesota, which is, you know, failing what is blocking that first drive, major penalty, game. special teams blunder, and then allowed Minnesota to score right away. Again, we talked about this earlier in the week, Michigan responded well and never looked back, but if you can start fast and score early and score in bunches early, um, that's the key because there is no shot that this Michigan State's going to come back on you. Um, if you 
let them hang around or, or, you know, have things be a little bit tighter and more uncomfortable than maybe many fans on both sides expect. Uh, I think, yeah, then you're obviously giving them a chance to win. So the key to me is just, you know, kind of showing out on offense early, um, putting points up um, and, and just letting the defense take care of business. I hit on this earlier and it's my key to the game. Just don't, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Um, I would be awesome to get off to a fast start. And I think that is important, but you know, even if they look sluggish in the first quarter, or even the first half, I, I'm not sure Michigan state has enough offensive firepower to build a lead that, you know, might look insurmountable. So as long as you avoid really costly mistakes, um, you should be fine if you're Michigan. That said, if if that's the kind of win Michigan ends up getting, I I would be a little disappointed if it's one of those things where, you know, it's a 24-14 win or whatever. We're probably going to look back and be like, gosh, you know, there there was definitely some stuff they left on the field. But that you know, it should be a win as long as you avoid those catastrophic mistakes. Okay, so going on to the predictions now, uh, just to give you a little update, Derek, obviously you're one and oh, and I'm and one because I took Minnesota by two. Uh, you took Michigan by 10. So you were much closer to the actual result. Our point total ended up being the same, even though we predicted different outcomes uh, and we were 15 off of the point total. So this week I'm taking Michigan 48, 17. I think what you talked about getting off to a fast start is pretty much what we see and that's why I don't think it's going to be a huge blowout because um, at a certain point you know you're you're not going to be running that tempo you're not yeah gonna I'm really struggling with this one just because this be is close to the finish line if all things Derek go well so wanting to that's why you that's know, why I don't think it'll be like an enormous margin of victory but 48 um, because it would just be so wonderful to watch and I'm also struggling because I just I gotta I gotta jump in I gotta because the last time I think this is a random memory I have, but the last time I heard somebody say, Oof, did you say sixty five to three? The last time I heard somebody say that in the heart, in kind the of head. jokingly um, about Michigan, it was on the radio. Now no, I have a stomachache. And they were talking um, about Appalachian yeah, so State. Here's where That's I'm at. That's a random memory I have. Last year was forty four to ten, right? which there. is well above the, the spread of twenty five this year. <laughs> Um, you triggered me a little you bit. You would with think that, that you know a coach D'Antonio Michigan State team would have a better chance this year than a Mel Tucker team because you're not you know factoring in new coach, new everything. I'm going to go with 45 to 13, which I believe is probably just three or four under both of yours. Um, I don't see Michigan State playing better than last year, but you know I don't want to predict that they're only going to score three points when I do want to. Give them credit to, you know, if they clean it up, doesn't mean they'll score, you know, a ton against Michigan, but if they clean it up, they're at least going to put themselves in a better position. So I'll go 45 to 13, um, which is, you know, one more point for Michigan than last year and and three more um, for Michigan State. 45, though, um, specifically because I need a field goal. And I, and I know that your score um, 
can factor that in too. But I got to see a field goal this weekend just so I don't have to wonder if the kicking game is going to be brutal all year because at some point it's going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter this year. They can miss five field goals and win. Um, but yeah, I think 45 to 13. But, you know, if I would have, you would have asked me this morning, <laughs> I probably would have told you uh, 55 to 3. So, but I'll go with, uh, I'll go 45 13, give Michigan State some credit. All right. Hey, I think I have one more in the point total. We got to stop doing this. I can't do fast math like this. I know no, it's not complicated. I think that, math, but, did anyone ever ask um, me about that, by really the way? I can't do it very well. I think, though, I, my point total. I feel like there's got to be enough. Remember the last thing before we go. I don't know what it looks like this year on the road, but and I, and I don't know if, you know, how many people. I saw some people ask the questions of the players that were clearly I'm in the sure. press box. So I don't know how many people from the media, if any, get access from home that were watching, you know, the broadcast. But between the post game interview, kind of the you know the the Monday radio show and and, and the Monday press conference, I'm shocked that that wasn't asked. And and maybe it was, and we've both missed that. Um, you know, by the time people hear this, we'll have been able to check that, but. Yeah, I think that Harbaugh's playing a little game. And you know what? Until they lose, why bring the khakis back? Because, you know, maybe it's the the change of pants that's going to do it for Michigan. I'm glad he's just doing this and not like growing a goatee or something. I don't think he would look very good in a goatee. So this is a nice, subtle thing to do, but still noticeable. Hats off to you, Jim Harbaugh. So you can catch Michigan, Michigan State. That's uh, at noon Saturday on Fox. Uh, Until next week, when we hopefully come back and talk about a Michigan win, go Blue.